0: hey guys i'm brian i'm jim and we just wanted to give you kind of a heads up uh this week is an episode that's gonna have a little bit of some colorful language
1: yeah by colorful you mean like if you have a five-year-old or grandmother or maybe even your priest right they may not want to listen yeah
0: we're gonna have words like right
1: or right or, or or yeah dude liquor yeah like all of those and but, more probably hey stabber yeah uh, especially that one yeah
0: big bags of
1: yeah that might be in there too
0: yeah that, that'll probably be in there as well just want to give you a warning that you know those words are going to be in there Yeah, so, so uh, get ready to listen to the here. Here. <laughs> all right Jim you and I in the studio we're having a little bit of fun we're doing something different hi guys you're joining us for the ride I'm one half the hosting squad here at Dude What? Dude What? I'm Mr. Brian Sumner. Sitting over there is Jim Miller. You've heard him over there chatting. Say hi, Jim. Hi, Jim. We're going to bring you guys a re-release from the Dude What vault. Having a little fun here. Our archive has been opened real wide. Yes. You guys probably already heard on the trailer that we are going to be re-releasing our entire archive. It's going to be a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> yes, it is. As if we didn't have enough work to already do, we're going to go back and retool everything that's in the archive. Well, yeah. But It'd be fun, though. I think so. It'd be fun. We laid it out for you guys that we're going to basically start at the very beginning of Jaws and work our way through. But along the way, there are going to be instances where we re-release stuff out of order. Yeah. And, you know, for holidays, special occasions, stuff like that. And this episode right here is going to be one of those episodes. Because the one that we are re-releasing today from the Dude What archive is episode 29. It's a little episode called Discreet. Discreet. It's kind of the unofficial <laughs> Valentine's Day special, Jim. It is the unofficial Valentine's Day special. We didn't go into it planning it that way. We but, really didn't. It oh just boy, happened to work out like it. That.
1: It was uh, a assorted uh, assortment <laughs> yeah. of uh, goodies for sure.
0: Sorted assortment of chocolatey goodness, <laughs> as it turns out. It was a fun episode. It actually turned out to be a sleeper episode. It was a way funnier and way more fun than we ever anticipated it being. You're not joking at all. <laughs> and yeah. you guys are going to find out here in a little bit, like, r- like literally right off the jump, when when we get done with this intro here, you're going to see some of the wackiness like, immediately, <laughs> because that was the early days of the Dude What commercials, Jim. It was like kind of the beginning of the, the Dude The beginning, yeah. the original. You guys tuned in and listened to Table Scraps. Back in November, we appreciate you guys tuning in for that. We had a lot of fun putting that together. But you guys heard like a mega episode of nothing but dude, what (laughs) commercials on that. Like I really went all out on that episode. And this episode right here, episode 29, Discreet. Yep. was the one that kicked it all off with the original and, Dude What commercial.
1: And it was one of my favorites. It's one that I still, <laughs> to this day, will go back into the archive. So I'm glad we're putting this out on the feed. Now, it's awesome. Uh, for people to enjoy it. So much fun. If I'm not mistaken, this is a little piece of Dude What history was made in, uh, in this
0: episode. Absolutely. There was quite a bit of Dude What history made on this one, because the previous episode was episode 28, which was entitled Kmart Sucks. Now, if you go back into the archive, or if you just wait a little bit here on this feed, it'll eventually be released. But if you don't have the patience to wait around, you go back in the archive and check it out, dowhatpod.com slash archive. You can go back and check out episode 28, Kmart Sucks. And the reason why on this episode we made a little bit of history is because on episode 28, I had scored, in some people's opinion, rather low on a, on a <laughs> film. And I took some flack for it, but... I went back, and I didn't do an about-face, so to speak. I actually went back during the editing process when putting together the montage for episode 28 and rewatched the film, so to speak. Yeah. And I had a change of heart on that episode. You did. in that ranking.
1: And, I, you know, even to this day, I still think it was a good choice to go back and, and change
0: that. You know, in retrospect, it really was.
1: And another kind of historical moment uh, now is the fact that this was back in the day, when we were still able to do rentals.
0: That's right. That's right. We actually were able to do rentals back in the day. Uh, <laughs> Rest in peace, family video. Oh, man, it's so sad, dude. It's so sad. But we had kind of a gauge there for a while that if it was a rental, our chances of watching a, a decent movie were significantly increased. We we have no metric on that. We have no hard evidence, just, you know, what we were seeing at the time. Just facts. Just I mean, <laughs> Just just straight up facts. Just straight up facts. (laughs) Leading into episode 29 with Discreet having to get a rental because of it and because of the holiday, it made for so many funny little stories (laughs) that happened with this episode. And you're going to hear all that here in a minute. I had a funny video store encounter that actually was triggered from me having to go rent this particular movie For this category, which the category ended up being, you know, quote unquote, Valentine's Day. But we had different stages for the the options. And, you know, you had your busy Saturday night, married life and when it ends. Now, you chose when it ends. I did. Because you're a dark individual. (laughs) And we had no idea that it was going to play out as well as it did. And because of the funny video encounter and then (laughs) along with our discussions on the first half of this film relating to Valentine's Day. Oh my God, so much hilarity, <laughs> so much gut laughter. It was so much fun. And you guys, like I said, you're going to hear that here in a couple minutes and you're going to lose your stuff on it because it's so funny.
1: You know what? Yeah. <laughs> actually, I think we should just stop telling them about what they're about to hear and I think we should just let them listen to it.
0: Absolutely. I think we're going to go ahead and kick it to it right now. You guys are getting ready to indulge in uh, some <laughs> some fun, wacky Valentine's Day hilarity. It's a second true-to-do-what movie that we've ever had on the show. So that was a lot of fun. And, you know, you get to hear some uh, shades of story time with Jim on this episode. It's a big episode. It turned out to be a crazy big episode. Uh, we had no idea, and we should just kick it to it right now. I hope you guys enjoy, and we'll see you guys on the back half here in a little bit. Yeah, because Valentine's Day is over. Finally, yes. Thank God it's over, right? Right. Man, it's just terrible.
1: Especially for us. Like become flowers like a, chocolate it's like hey let's have christmas for another week you know it's
0: like,
1: <laughs> yeah christmas we're gonna throw harry's berries and flowers and stuff
0: you know i can't think of like the worst name possible for <laughs> like a company sherry's berries yeah because it just lends itself to just be parody on everything harry's berries i just yeah we have i a guy just, at work named gary saylor he's a faithful listener to the show hi gary How hi gary but i always call him gary's berries, gary's I, berries I don't yeah. think he reacts very favorably to that yeah. at all
1: <laughs> i am a firm believer that harry's berries is an actual company and i think it's sherry's ex-husband
0: hey friends i'm harry danuccio and this valentine's day don't forget to get a handful of harry's berries remember you may be single but your ex don't gotta know that we'll bring some assorted fruits and chocolates and what have you by your home or office so that skank'll think you got the ladies all over you you hear that sherry we don't need you you cheating Just come by our shop and check out my berries. That's Harry's Berries over on West 53rd Street, where our berries are always fresh and hanging low for you to easily grab. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. Harry's Berries. Oh, God. We are coming to you. From the 2420 West Studios here in Evansville, Indiana, uh, as you were listening to this, the day after Valentine's Day, That's right. we are uh, firmly opposed to Valentine's Day yeah. with every beat of our black hearts. Our black <laughs> and candied hearts. Yeah. So we're going to have some fun with the episode. You know, Our movie selection is loosely it's themed. It's loosely themed. <laughs> but we'll get to that here in a minute. We'll get to that here in a minute. Right now, we're going to bust out a segment. I think we're going to keep it. I guess Valentine's Day themed. Yeah. Ish. ish. So, in honor of Valentine's Day being yesterday, and you guys are probably hungover with love (laughs) or hungover with chocolate.
1: chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Or you drink a whole bottle of wine by yourself. Or,
0: you know, maybe some of you uh, single hearts out there that uh, got a little intoxicated, maybe made a few mistakes. Yeah. A little bit of morning regrets the next day. (laughs) Right. You know? We're gonna try and lift your spirits. One way we're gonna do that is we're gonna get to know us a little bit. I think you know one thing to take your mind off your problems is get
1: to know the duders after dark, after dark.
0: (laughs) Now that we're here together, we can
1: really get to know each other. something wrong with that dude. <laughs> definitely something wrong there with that There is definitely something wrong. Definitely something
0: wrong with us. Yeah, All right, yeah, so definitely. what we're going to do is we're just going to do like we normally do when we do get to know the dude or segment. We're just going to ask each other some random questions. Sure. So since yesterday was Valentine's Day, we're just going to, I guess, ask some love-related questions, maybe. Maybe. Maybe some dating. Maybe some Valentine's Day specific.
1: Yeah, which hopefully, I don't know, depending on what unravels, <laughs> I might have you edit some of it out. <laughs> <laughs> just in case Kylie
0: decides she wants to listen to this one. <laughs> the one episode she wants to listen to.
1: Did you talk about me?
0: Uh, <laughs> no. Ish Would you
1: like to go first, or do you like me? Sure, first? I'll go first. That's all fine. Right. What you got? Um, Okay, so the little candied hearts. Oh God! You know, I have the little the sayings are... like "Hey, you're a cutie," and all that yeah, stuff. It right? Tastes like chalk. Yeah, A's it's from chalk. basically pieces of chalk. Yes. If you could make your own,
0: <laughs> what would it say? What would they say? Oh God. <laughs> There's not enough room to put leave me alone. <laughs> Go the hell away. <laughs> those are made out of big sidewalk chalk. Yeah, those right? are big sidewalk chalk. That's right. <laughs> I would put eat this. <laughs> eat eat this. Please don't choke. <laughs> yeah. Love sucks. Okay. That would be a good one. Yeah. Yeah, love sucks. Spelled S-U-X. <laughs> okay. All right, let me see here. Let me get a question for you. What is your most embarrassing Valentine's Day memory. Oh God. <laughs> wow.
1: Yeah. You just opened a can of worms, my man. Is this a bad one? So this is why I hate Valentine's okay. Day. Okay. Right. So I used to be a huge hopeless romantic. I can okay? see that. like I, I mean that. big time. Right. Yeah. Roses, I mean I was music dude, like I would go yeah so just put it this way, there was once <laughs> once upon a time I was learning the guitar. Oh and <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Valentine's Day, but it is I'll get to the embarrassing Valentine's Day. I'm going to tell you. You get a twofer on this one. But, oh, okay. Uh, is <laughs> so that, was, is like a prequel story? Yeah. Like, so I I, just to give you an idea here. of what kind of, <laughs> what kind of romantic I was. Okay. So I was learning the guitar, and I was actually – going to see a friend at a hospital and there was a nurse at the nurse's station that i literally just started a little bit of interaction became very smitten with and was like wow and i just kept thinking about her good word good words i felt like it was i'm bringing it back um like small kitten yeah small kitten (laughs) (laughs) smitten so anyway, like, I, I kept thinking about her, like, all the next week. And I was just like, what's this deal? Whatever. So I wrote a song about her. Oh, boy. It, it was basically something like, I don't even know your name or something. But it was lovey-dovey yeah. song kind of thing that I wrote. And I went back to her work. Yeah, this is weird. With the guitar? With the guitar. Oh boy. Yeah, it asked I said, I don't even know this lady's name, but like, this is what she looks like, whatever. And the nurse kind of smiled. It's like, I'll go get her. And so I went and played her the song. I said, Look, I'm just now learning the guitar, whatever. And so she took my number because she apparently was like in a relationship, but it was kind of rocky. But she, but she took the number though. Uh, Right, right. I never got a call, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah. So anyway. I say that to say that was kind of the helpless romantic that I was. Right, and then first girl I ever dated, we dated for about two years, and I had this huge scavenger hunt plan that actually went out and bought an engagement ring. Yeah, the whole kit and caboodle. Right. And I had talked to her mom and her dad. I was wanting somebody to help me along the Newburgh Riverfront, like have some music playing, some rose petals, candles, all this stuff. And basically what happened was when the night started, she looked at me and she said, don't do what you were going to do tonight. So her mom had told her that I was going to propose. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. So needless to say, that night sucked. Pretty hardcore. So we ended up breaking up that night. and it I can't wasn't,
0: imagine why you hate Valentine's Day. Right,
1: right. Well, no, and here's the, here was the reason. I'm in love with the person you're going to become. What the hell did you just say? <laughs>
0: what the hell is that? What does that mean? I don't know. So... <coughs> <coughs> I wasn't even taking a drink that time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So anyway... What? Yeah, so it gets better. Granted, we were in a relationship for a little over two years. Not even six months later, she is not only dating, but engaged to another guy. I guess he already
0: reached his full potential.
1: You are a douchebag. I guess, so... (laughs) Hindsight, obviously, I'm very thankful for that. It was a season of life that obviously sucked bad. Aside from me hating Valentine's Day, it really shaped me in some other ways, I guess you could say. So bad I asked the question. Yeah.
0: I'm in love with the man you're going to be. Yeah. She's been watching Jerry Maguire. I think so.
1: So needs to say after that I was kinda like, eh, screw you, (laughs) lad Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I told you you open up a can of worms, man.
0: That's our show for this week. Okay, well, yeah. you have a question for me? Well, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like I need to ask you a deep, dark question. Go about your. Bring it on. Okay, why don't you like Valentine's Day?
0: I don't like Valentine's Day just because I feel like it is a pointless holiday. Because when you're single and you're dating, it gives you the illusion that you have to buy all this worthless crap just to impress the person that you're trying to fall in love with. So then it's like, are they falling in love with you or are they falling in love with what you give them? And then when you're married... You don't really need to buy all this useless crap anyway, because it's like, why do I need to buy all this stuff whenever I could go get something else?
1: Right. I don't know about you, but like, I'm told not to buy the stuff because she handles our
0: budget. So (laughs) (laughs) you can't afford anything for me this year. You don't need to be buying stuff. (laughs) Crystal's the same way. She feels like Valentine's Day is pointless, too. Therefore, a while we were getting stuff for the girls when we were younger. Now it's just kind of like, why?
1: Now I will say that like since having kids and being married Valentine's Day I don't hate it as much. Right. It's still I'm kind of take the same mindset as you of just yeah. like yeah it's very capitalistic and all but I think for me especially because I have daughters I want to celebrate them and I want to kind of love on them and I want to try to set an example of not like hey love is you getting right. stuff but using that as an opportunity to kind of romance their hearts now right. so that hopefully someday and have a little
0: fun with it right, and right. That's, I think that's another reason why we did it whenever the girls were younger we yeah. don't do it so much now at all yeah. you know, it's, yeah. we would get them like little chocolate treats or you know uh, like a bunny with a heart on it or something you know, yeah. little stuffed plushes or something like that it was something fun to do for the kids but yeah. now that they've gotten older they don't care about it. Right. You know, right. We, we obviously don't care about it. It's just one of those holidays. I feel like it creates a feeling and a vibe that it's important and it's not. Right. right. That's just how I feel about it. Well, so. I agree. You got anything else for me? I know. I'm afraid. <laughs> if you were a Valentine's Day treat, what? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> what would you be what? and you can't say I'm already there
1: <laughs> Tom Cruise <stop laughs> it. Tom Cruise I don't know just because yeah. we were talking about him last it week might, I
0: mean yeah <laughs> so delicious <laughs> Any Valentine's Day it's, treat? Yeah, you know, what? What kind of like? You can even make one up <laughs> if you want. It don't have to be an existing one. Like, what if you were a Valentine's Day gift or a treat? Like, what would you be?
1: I would be a life-sized chocolate cupid filled with nougat. <laughs>
0: I should have known
1: because you hate nougat, I, right? I,
0: I'm, I'm very much opposed to nougat. But yeah, life size, so life size, yeah. like a, like, a, <laughs> like huge, a, a six one cupid, six, six one cupid, just solid chocolate filled with nougat.
1: So you'd have to, like, instead of put me on like a shelf, you'd have me on an end cap. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Proclaim my love. I think it'd go over well with a lot of the singles. just like, <laughs> look
0: at that big tall chocolate dude. I'm bite into his forearm and get nougat. Wow! you just
1: bottle of wine and um, eat a eat a chocolate.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna have one piece of chocolate tonight. <laughs> <laughs> <You> see <laughs> <six> single girls <laughs> carrying them out. Just one for me, thanks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm <tired. laughs> That's why I'd be full of nougat, because it's, you know, (laughs) 30%
0: less fat than that. I'm just kidding. label says serving size me.
1: (laughs) Well, this train derailed
0: quickly. Wow. (laughs) Whose idea was it to do this right off the jump? Good Lord. All right, man. Well, that was entertaining. (laughs) I hope you guys listening are entertained. Wow. (laughs) You know what? Honestly, that kind of leads in perfectly to our next segment that we're going to go ahead and roll into. It's a segment you guys are familiar with. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. (laughs) I think we can go ahead and and apologize for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, We've been saying sorry a lot this year. God, we have
0: so much to apologize for. Aside from everything that you guys just heard, (laughs) 2018 is very. a very very apologetic year so far. But uh, I want to go ahead and apologize for something. I'll go ahead and get it out. We covered Rain Man last week. Those of you who listen to the show, you know how we do things here. Those of you guys who are new to the show, thank you for tuning in and joining us. Uh, We really appreciate the new listeners. But what we do here is, you know, I reveal a movie that I haven't seen. We watch it. We come back on the back half after we watch the movie. We get immediate reactions right away. Gut reactions. That being said, last week we did Rain Man on our scale, one through five, five being the best. Uh, I gave it a 3, which is kind of middle of the road. I gave right, it the Back right. to the Future Part 3 treatment. After we do the show, after we record the show, yeah. I work on editing the show and putting it together. Part of that requires me to do the montage. Got a lot of feedback. You guys love the montage. You love hearing the clips. A lot of you guys, when you hear the clips, you're like, I'm ready to go watch the movie now right, because right. of that. And and that makes me feel good. I, I appreciate that because yeah. I, I do put a lot of effort into that. So, well,
1: I will say about that, yeah. the thing I love about the montage is that it's not like a movie trailer or everything is in sequence. Yeah. because it's after the fact that we've had our conversation I don't know just the way you build it and everything is it's I try really good.
0: when I put the montage together I get to go back and listen to all the clips yeah and I get to see all the clips because I usually rip the audio from the DVD or from YouTube so I'm watching the clips of the movie so I'm going back even after watching the movie yeah I'm kind of sort of re-watching, rewatching it as well it. Yeah. you know just to put the show together after going back and re-watching I kind of feel like I maybe jumped the gun a little bit on my ranking okay. I still stand by the breakdown that I feel like the movie was a bit long and that it could have been trimmed down. I think trimming the movie down in certain aspects would help streamline the story and get more of the point and get more of the characters and the development and the interaction. I think that would come through better. And I think it probably would have been more impactful for me. But that being said, my main thing that I said whenever you told me that it won Best Picture was that based on Dustin Hoffman's character and his portrayal alone, his performance garnered that Oscar. Sure. With that being said, I feel like his performance alone, after going back and rewatching the clips and everything, really kind of raises the quality of the movie. Yeah. Just on him alone. Yeah. So this is kind of monumental.
1: It actually is. Honestly. You, you haven't, like, right out of the gate, like, yeah. the next week, change your ranking. Yeah, this yeah. is a big deal.
0: This is a big deal. I think with my breakdown, how I feel with the, the pacing of the film and how certain parts were long, and the female character, the, the girlfriend, I felt like that just detracted some for me. But with the power of Dustin Hoffman's performance alone, I am going to change the ranking from a three- to a four, I'm a dude playing the disguise as another dude, I'm bringing it up to a four, and it's actually more of like a mid four, leaning more towards a five, okay. just based on Dustin Hoffman alone. This is a big deal, especially going back and re listening to the episodes like I've been doing. Yeah. Coming across these breakdowns in my evaluations of the movies, I kind of feel like I still have the same thought process on all these episodes with, with regards to the movie. Sure, this was the first one that I kind of had a little regret on my analysis. Yeah. And then when it all comes down to it, and,
1: I'm sorry, I'm not sorry. All right. Man.
0: <laughs> you guys have been giving me a stink eye. <laughs> Can Back off now Back off (laughs) (laughs) So normally we would do Movie talk right now But we don't have any movies To really talk about this week It's been kind of a down week As far as movies go So we're just going to go ahead And get down to the nitty gritty the Nuts and bolts of what we do Here on the show And it's where we take a look At an old classic from Hollywood A movie that a lot of people Kind of hold in high regard Talk about Hey this is something You should have watched A movie that most people have seen That I haven't seen That's the point of our show That's what we do here We give you a new way to look at some of your old favorites that's so right. that's what we're going to do right now
1: so last week you in honor of valentine's day you right. gave me uh the three categories <laughs> i could tell you worked really hard on the first one then the other two kind of dropped off but uh, you busy saturday night yeah. which we we determined was kind of like the dating the dating portion dating of, portion the yeah.
0: early days of right, the relationship right.
1: yeah where you're going to buy a giant chocolate cupid and stuff you know? <laughs> a
0: giant chocolate gym right
1: <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then the second category was married life. Married life. Right, which we determined you don't buy anything at that point. (laughs) And then... um, (laughs) I was drinking. And then the third category was when it ends.
0: (laughs) Which, on face value alone, when it ends, that could be interpreted, you know, be like a divorce, a breakup. Right. You chose that.
1: I chose when it ends. I thought, oh, it would be appropriate the day after Valentine's Day. Yeah. Trying to do a theme. And... (laughs) Oh, boy. So the movies you gave me, all these are drama thrillers. All of these won a few awards, but nothing like no big Oscars or anything. So The Fatal Attraction, 1987 film uh, with Michael Douglas, Glenn Close, and Archer. Uh, the, the second one was Sleeping with the Enemy, 1991 film with Julie Roberts and Patrick Bergen. And then the third was A Perfect Murder, a 1998 film with Michael Douglas, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Viggo Morrison.
0: When it is When it ends. When it ends. <laughs> So, Brian. Yes. What's in the box?
1: Oh, what's in the box?
0: Well, Jim, let me just give you the box here. Let you go ahead and figure it out.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got a Valentine. <laughs> it's a candied heart that says Valentine's Day sucks. <laughs> S-U-X. <laughs> That's especially for you. Yeah. All right. So we got a rental. We got a rental. What is what is this? Fatal Attraction?
0: <laughs> That's for Seriously? My f- yes. Fatal Attraction. I've wow. Never, never seen this
1: one. Never. Okay, so, I mean, this has been around for a minute, it's been around since '87. 87. Yes. Okay.
0: It's older than I thought it was. Yeah. Okay. For those of you who are just new to the show, we establish parameters for these movies. Yes. So basically, what it is is a movie that I've never sat down from beginning to end and watched, not something that I've caught on TV and caught it up broken up or anything like that. Right. All yeah. right? It has to be something that I can fully remember from beginning to end. That's the parameters. Yeah. This movie. I have caught scenes on TV. I got a general idea of what the story's about, but I have never actually watched it from opening scene to end credits, not once. I couldn't tell you the names of the characters. I just ha- i have a general idea of what happens. Yeah.
1: That's it. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Out of the category that you gave me yeah. in the three films, I haven't seen any of them.
0: Oh, boy. I think this is... Only our second true dude, what film? In essence, of both of yeah, us not seeing, yeah. Because
1: I'm like you, I feel like I've seen bits and pieces of Fatal Attraction, right. but I've never actually watched the whole thing. So. Gotcha. Yeah, when you, when I was writing those down, I was like, man, I can't give them too much crap because I haven't, right. Right. I haven't really invested in these. So. I
0: think the I think the first one that we had that was a true dude, what movie where both of us haven't seen it was Fast Times at Ridgemont. It
1: was, Park. it was our back to school special. That's right.
0: right. This is pretty cool. It's a big deal. So yeah. we'll, we'll both get to kind of enjoy it and figure out what the hell's going on. Right. Funny story worry about this i i had to go obviously rental so i had to go rent it right and i took it up to the counter and the lady looks at it and she kind of laughs and she looks at me and she goes i'm just curious why are you renting this <laughs> and i laugh. she and uh, i go uh well to be honest i do a podcast where we watch movies that i haven't seen that i should have already seen yeah and she goes well that's an interesting concept and she kind of paused and she looked at me and she goes this scares the shit out of men everywhere. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, Okay. All right. So So
1: you found a way to plug the podcast to her. Exactly. Instead of being like, I'm just gonna watch with my lover. What? What? <laughs> I don't know I do oh, why you said that But I think it just would have been A funny response <laughs> I'm gonna watch it with my lover Cause you know Kind of laugh and Like Why are you reading this Yeah just be like I'm gonna watch it with my lover I don't know It's Valentine's Day
0: Or just look at her With like a solemn face and be like I'm so lonely <laughs> Will you be my friend
1: <laughs> Will you be my Valentine And I'll take that giant Cupid off. <laughs> just
0: the movie And the one piece of chocolate <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So we are covering Fatal Attraction on this week's episode in honor of Valentine's Day when it all ends. Right. <laughs> We're going to go watch the film right now. If you guys haven't seen Fatal Attraction in a long time, like Jim said, 1987. So right. it's been a while since this movie was released. So if you haven't seen it since, you know, I don't know, maybe four or five years ago or if right. you've never seen it at all gather up all your Valentine's Day chocolate, hit pause on the podcast right now, go sit on the couch, pop the movie in, watch it, and then come back on the back half after the montage and see how you feel about it yeah. versus how we feel about it, because we've both never, never seen, seen it. it. Yeah. So this will be interesting, it'll be fun, and we look forward to breaking this down on the air. back half. So we'll see you guys <laughs> on the back half.
1: Hello, Dan. Are you surprised? This is what you've reduced me to. I guess you thought you'd get away with it. Well, you can't. Uh, my name is dan gallagher alex Forrest. nice to meet you what is your connection here i'm an editor at robinson Hart. i haven't seen you around their office though i've just been with them a couple of you're attracted to each other at the party that was obvious you're on your own for the night that's also obvious you're too adult look lieutenant this woman is completely irrational there's no telling what she could do i feel you i taste you i think you i touch you can you understand
0: can you this has got to stop
1: dan if you'd agreed to see me i wouldn't have called you you get it all right it's over there is nothing between us
0: you mean you've had your fun now you just want a quiet life where you can um
1: work here i won't disturb you i promise <laughs> i'll be a good girl yeah you don't give up do you you just don't give up my wife is in the country with her parents visiting me on the weekend and you're here with a strange girl being a naughty boy i don't think having dinner with anybody's a crime not yet. Now, it's funny being a lawyer, you know, it's like being a doctor. Everybody's telling you their innermost secrets. You have to be discreet. Oh, God, yeah. Are you? Yeah, I don't think I like this. Like what? Will you run away after every time we make love. Well, Alex, what difference does it make whether I leave now or in the morning? The fact is, I gotta go. I just want to know where I stand. I think you're terrific. But I'm married. Just my love. What well, am I supposed to do? You won't answer my calls. You change your number. I mean, I'm not going to be ignored. I'm just asking you to acknowledge your responsibilities. Is that so bad? I don't think so. I, I don't think it's unreasonable.
0: I don't know what you're up to, but I'm going to tell you it's going to stop right now.
1: No, it's not going to stop. It's going to go on and on until you face up to your responsibilities.
0: What responsibilities? I'm pregnant. I'm going to have our child. What are you doing this? Still well. enough. You need help.
1: Stop tell me what you I need. need. A, you need a shrink. Can I ask you something? What? why don't you have a date tonight saturday night i did have a date i stood him up that was the phone call i made does that make you feel good does it make me feel bad (laughs) what do you think i was running wiser that all the interesting guys are always married well maybe that's why you find them interesting the fact you can't have you know another thing is that you thought that you could just walk into my life and turn it upside down Without a thought for anyone but yourself. I thought we would have a good time. No, you didn't. You thought you'd have a good time. You didn't stop for a second to think about me. That's crazy.
0: You knew the rules,
1: Harry. What rules?
0: Whatever resentment she's feeling, she's probably got it out of the system. And any action
1: we take could provoke her. But what if she didn't get it out of her system? What then? You have to catch her in the end? Well, are you saying he just has to sit there and take it? It's his bet. Freddy's
0: gonna have to lie. I tried to explain the situation Do you, you not want to listen to me. Now, the woman took my kid, and that's kidnapping, right? My wife's in the hospital, she, she could have been killed. If you're next sorry. I'll tell your wife. You tell my wife, I'll
1: kill you. Well. <laughs>
0: That escalated quickly. Yes, it did. <laughs> I even wrote that in my notes. Escalated quickly. Wow. I can
1: see why the movie clerk kind of laughed at you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I mean, um, the lieutenant did say, because well, he was doing the hypothetical asking for a friend. Right, yeah. He did say, well, your friend made the bed, he has to lie in it. Right. Yikes. It's like That's eh. a bed made with spikes. Right. <laughs> Chainsaws,
1: razor blades. <laughs>
0: Not a comfortable bed whatsoever.
1: Definitely not. So this is episode 29, and I was trying to think back as we were watching the film, if we've actually done a thriller.
0: I think the closest thing that we've gotten to a thriller, maybe Alien. That's a sci-fi, just because of how suspenseful it was. Yeah, okay. I think that's the closest that we've come to actually having a thriller. Okay, because
1: I can't remember if I've asked you what makes a good thriller. So, what makes a good thriller? (sighs)
0: Well, suspense is the key, I think, to a good thriller. The unknown of what's going to happen. I think when you create a space that the unknown and anything can happen, I think that is what really drives home a really good thriller. Because you don't know what to expect, and you're always questioning and wondering okay what is the next step what is lurking around the corner with yeah. this story you want to know what's going to happen and when you don't know that's what gets you on pins and needles while you're watching you're like oh here we go yeah. here we go yeah. and then it's fun with you know my wife watched it with us you know right. and her, yeah. just her, her,
1: her color commentary is it's
0: awesome. pretty good it's like it's awesome <laughs> it's like bonus feature material <laughs> as far as a suspense thriller or just a thriller in general the unknown and not having Uh, any insight into what's going to happen is what drives it home. And that goes back, we always talk about the storytelling and how well it's written. And if you can captivate your audience by holding them in this kind of purgatory kind of thing where you don't know what is going to happen, then that's where you're going to make your money. And that's where you're going to have success telling your story. That's what I look for in a thriller. And especially in something that has a lot of suspense to it. Okay.
1: So... This is a, a personal question. Oh, boy. Is this payback for yes, the front half of the show?
0: <laughs> Let me get my guitar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean so, to be off <laughs> Have you ever made a mistake that just spiraled out of control? <sighs> yes. Okay, next question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need details. I just wanted to know. <laughs> it's a very, very intimate question. It, it, I, you know, I'm fine with it. You I know, know and so you don't have to really answer that. I was just kind of. I don't care to answer that. thought I'd break I up mean, the
0: movie conversation. I so. mean, especially when you talk about like relationships. Yeah. Most people who know me, they know, they know I've been married three times. The first marriage I had, it didn't really go all that great. It was one of those things. It was great until it ended. That kind of thing. Yeah. It was fine and it was good until it got to when it was going to end. Right. Without going into great details. Sure,
1: sure. Because yeah, you want to be somewhat respectful of other
0: parties. I guess. It's one of those relationships where you test the boundaries of the relationship. Sure. It wasn't a one-person Taking the steps to try and see where the non-approachable territories of a relationship are. Sure. It was man. both sides. Yeah. It was an amicable thing. It was one of those things that just escalated and went further than what it should. And once it got to that point, there was no turning back. You can't erase what it was already done. And when it got to that point, it created tension. It created hard feelings. It created mixed emotions. Once you peel back all the excess layers and you start looking at the inside of your relationship, it kind of really exposed everything that was wrong to begin with. I don't look back on it with regret. I don't look back on it with hard feelings. Overall, I try not to look back at anything with regret. Sure, I try not to. It's, It's easy to get wrapped up in regret Regret, right. or the thought of regret, right. when it comes to certain decisions. You know, you look back on your life and you take stock in what you've done and what you didn't do, things like that. Yeah, I've always looked at my decision making along the way as stepping stones to get me to where I'm at right now. So, putting it in that light, it's easier to process and not put a lot of burden on myself. Right. So, yeah, I've made mistakes. Yeah, I've, I just I've... thought you were perfect. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just, that's a negative ghost <laughs> right.
1: It's funny because before we were recording, you were like, I didn't know that about you. So like we're still finding, discovering things, right. you know, I mean, as, as friendships yeah. grow and deepen. But I don't know, I just felt like the topic at hand, obviously, uh, dealing with marital relationships and infidelity mm-hmm. and adultery yeah. and all this stuff, that asking that question could automatically be skewed. In that. And that wasn't right. what I was projecting right. yeah. or trying yeah. to. Because I, I think back on different mistakes that I've made that have right. spun out of control. And I'm like, it's out of the box. I can't put it back in there. But it has made me a better person exactly. I've grown I've matured from it and well, hopefully just, learned from it right but
0: it's just funny you ask that question in relation to the movie that we're watching because it, for Michael Douglas's character it was a simple decision yeah you know she posed the question to him in that restaurant we're both adults you know yeah. you're alone for the weekend you know why yeah. not it was really a simple yes or no. And he said yes. You know, we joked, you know, that escalated quickly. Right. Well, it, it did. Yeah. It be, just because of that one decision in that one moment that he made, he could yeah. have just said no, thank you, and then stepped away. But he didn't. For whatever reason, he chose to go down that path. And that's where it took him. Yeah.
1: Okay. So let's actually talk about the movie. Yes. Because um, <laughs> that is what we are here for. What did you like about it? I liked
0: It's kind of a funny response. I liked seeing just how crazy Glenn Close's character was going to get. But at the same time, it petrified the shit out of me. (laughs) Right. Right. Because it's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) You're going to boil what?
1: Right. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I was like, okay, this didn't really win any awards. Like, it was nominated for a lot of different Oscars, but I don't know if I want to find very many fun facts. And as I started digging, I was like, actually, I found quite a bit. So the bunny boiler...
0: (laughs) the bunny boiler
1: <laughs> became a part of our lexicon after this film oh boy yeah so <laughs> i just i found the that bunny kind of funny buddy boiler okay, okay. <laughs> And then also, Glenn Close actually, the director didn't even want her to audition because up till this point, she always had those good wholesome roles. Okay. So she'd never really played a I don't know how like a, a sexual
0: role, in, an overly over the top kind of right. in your face kind of. Yes, and obviously role that too. is
1: what she's known probably most for. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> I mean, from that point on, she kind of played that role even a little more. Right. I guess in a couple other movies, so. You just liked watching the evolution or de-evolution of her character? <laughs>
0: Man, the mental degradation of her. I mean, it's just crazy. At first, when, as I'm watching it, I'm like, there's no way that emotionally she's advancing that quick. But then I got thinking, I was like, there probably are females out there that, I hate to say it, but that do act like that. Yeah. that do go to that extreme. Yeah. It goes back to what part of their mental psyche was fractured years before that yeah. that drove them to that point. I think in this story, you see, that it was, in a way, yeah. it's not really ever fully addressed, but he finds the obituary of her right. father and then you know he did the acting like he had a heart attack, you know, whatever. Yeah. It she was like, my father had a heart attack, and then she played it off like she was joking or whatever, right, but right. it's clear obviously that part of that is what led her to what she's doing. Right. She's looking for some kind of emotional attachment from someone, anyone, yeah. and he just happened to be there just because he gave her essentially the time of day. Like I said, when you're first watching, you're like, there's no way in hell that it could advance that quick, but apparently it did. It's like a Slow burn. It really is like a firework with a long fuse that burns slowly. And you're yeah. just waiting for it to explode. Yeah. That's exactly what happened in this film.
1: That was something that actually I had written down as far as just even her character, because I'm like you with watching it, you know, obviously this first time and stuff, right. just kind of going... Is it possible for people to be like that? But then taking a step back and going, yeah, very much so. Right. The the director had basically said that, you know, 99% of the time people get away with having affairs. But I wanted to capture that 1% that doesn't. Right. And so in that, when this movie, when this film came out, created a firestorm of conversations feminists were mad really yes they were hardcore mad they hated the film because for them it betrayed the the mindset of a single working woman because basically she was portrayed as the source of evil to this nuclear family that's the way they viewed it and uh it's interesting though a lot of people even have come out and i think even since then now kind of see that i can't remember who actually said it but it's not a study in madness but loneliness and desperation.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, no, and so. No, look. Oh, okay, okay. All right. I knew the moment I said the, that somebody had an issue. Jesus <laughs> Christ.
0: You got to be kidding me. It's evident when you watch the film. Loneliness and desperation I could prove it on an etch-a-sketch Right It has nothing to do with the Give me a box of Crayola The movement yeah. And a blank sheet of paper yeah. And I'll draw you a diagram And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll explain it to you And I'll show my work It's right there plain as day Loneliness right. and desperation She's clinging emotionally to this guy Because he essentially was there right. And he showed her Just the slightest bit Of any kind of attention yeah. That she was craving That she was wanting Desperately wanting He gave it to her he did
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for it I was waiting for it
0: <laughs> oh, but seriously man. though, no. And even while we were watching it, Crystal even made the comment while we were watching it, whenever she comes to his office to yeah. offer quote unquote peace offering to go see Madame Butterfly. Yeah. He's like no and he shuts it down, but then he gives her a hug and a right. little peck on the cheek. Yeah. Those are little triggers for whatever's going on emotionally and mentally inside her. Right. You know, it's mixed signals. He's saying no, pushing her away, but then he's embracing her and pulling yeah. her in. So she doesn't have the, the ability to view it from a a logical insane point of view right she's viewing it from her broken broken fractured misconceptions right I don't get how that could even be like misconstrued. <laughs> Shrewd, yeah. I don't understand I don't. that. It's but plain it's interesting. As day. So
1: even the director said that that he would argue that this film actually, if anything, for feminists, gave them more of a resolve and made them stronger, their movement stronger. Basically, because this film created such a dialogue in the public eye, people were talking about it and obviously talking about marriages. Glenn Close, yeah, I guess, even to this day, still gets men. They still say, "You scared the shit out of me." <laughs> Or you saved my marriage. Right. Which I think that's a testament to, I don't know, the power of film. Just well, even and that, in, going
0: know. back to what the director said, yeah. I mean, because there were so many lines that she said in there with reference to, you got what you wanted, now you're just going to leave me high and dry. Right. You know, toss me to the side like trash. Yeah.
1: Well, I was going to ask mean, you, that was one of my questions I was going to ask you. Was she
0: wrong? She was not wrong. Right. She wasn't wrong. <laughs> right. Now... Taking it as far as she did, obviously. The bunny boiler is a little too the bunny far. Bunny boiler is just a bit too far. Okay. Just a tad. I you might want to dial it back a little bit, okay? But no, I don't think she was wrong. Yeah. Honestly, because it is true. Yeah. He chose to do that and in that same voice though, she obviously knew what she was doing. She wanted something from him, but she wanted more, and she didn't right. let on what she wanted to be more. But he should have seen the signs whenever after that first day, like You know, I just don't. I just want you near me. I just want you to be with me and all this stuff. Come over here. Come. You know, it's one of those fine lines that you have to walk in between, trying to figure out which side is right, which side is wrong. He was wrong for leading her on so much, and she was wrong for taking it to the extreme. But at the same time, she wasn't wrong. In the regard of, yeah, he got what he wanted, he fulfilled some kind of emptiness that he had that he didn't get from his relationship, and now she is cast aside. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I can understand why she would be pissed, and I can understand why she emotionally feels taken advantage of and used because she was. But don't boil a bunny. <laughs> Come on. You're taking it too far, Glenn. taking it way too far. <laughs> don't boil bunnies, and don't take kids out of school. That's very irresponsible. Even if you are taking them on a roller coaster. I like roller coasters. (laughs) No one ever took me out of school for roller coasters.
1: (laughs) Okay, so um, I was going to ask you what this film is about, but I feel like we've kind of already unpacked some of that. Yeah. Do you have any notes over there? I noticed you were scratching some things down earlier,
0: but... (laughs) it doesn't really relate to the story or anything but the first thing I wrote down is Glenn Close is not attractive I just (laughs) I don't know and like I said it's a personal thing you know I just don't find her attractive like when you first see her in that Japanese restaurant her appearance and everything there was nothing attractive about her in my opinion so you're trying to create this air of like a almost a seductress kind of vibe or whatever but she's Mm -hmm. not attractive
1: in all honesty though I think it almost gives testament more to the fact that she was very forward and and so it was kind of one of those like moments of
0: I can have pleasure and then be done with it I wrote down Ann Archer is greater than Glenn Close because it's one of those things where I'm watching it this is from a purely physical observation standpoint you know just, not yeah just from a just from a look standpoint I'm looking at Ann Archer's character we're being guys right now yeah this is the dude portion of <laughs> all right, so don't read in we're not total pigs <laughs> I'm just saying I'm looking at Ann Archer and I'm like she is beautiful. She's got a nice body. You know, it's obviously your wife, you know, so you right. married her for a reason. And right. then I'm looking at Glenn Close and, I, and I'm thinking, just from a like something to catch your eye standpoint, she's not attractive. So, what is it about her that attracted you? And I think you're right. It's the forwardness, says what's on her mind. She's honest, you know, doesn't beat around the bush. And plus the fact that it's something different than what you've been seeing. Yeah. And that's sad yeah. because then it reverts back to what the hell is wrong with your relationship that puts you in the mindset that you want to Would go be with, okay this, with that yeah. that that is fine and so i i don't know i don't know because you don't get a backstory or any kind of insight into what that is the only thing that i can surmise from it is that he's just frustrated and tired of being married and a father and all the tensions and all the, being the a frustrations and-, and being a lawyer and everything's just kind of mounted up and he just needed this and i get it because I would say, I mean, not that I know, but more than likely, pressures of life right. is what drives men, probably some women as well, yeah. into extracurricular activities outside sure. your relationship. Sure, I guess that's the backstory. Well, because it uh, wasn't
1: explained. Right. I think there's two dynamics going on. There is the the dynamic of boredom. I'm overwhelmed with work. I'm overwhelmed with the kids. All of this. But then you have a person that's being forward and being like, I'm finally, I'm getting attention that I think I deserve right. or I'm whatever. Not
0: to work. I'm not not having to take care of the kid. I'm not right. having to walk the dog. Right. I'm not having to deal with the and wife. this person's impressed with me, whereas yeah. my
1: wife's not, because she sees me every day. Right. And she sees the good, bad, and ugly. I found that interesting that men come up to her and say, you saved my marriage. But I can <laughs> see, from a guy's standpoint, anyway, it makes you stop and think about for a right. second. Like, yeah. is this beneficial? Yeah, I'm, this would be beneficial for me. but. Yeah. Is it going to destroy my family and the people
0: around me? You know, I think it's an important learning lesson for a lot of people, men and women, both that if you have tensions and stuff like that in your relationship, before it even gets to that point where you have to make that pause to ask yourself, is this next decision I'm going to make destroy everything? Yeah. Let me take a deep breath here and then get back at it. I think that's where it comes into play that you can't always allow yourself to be complacent and just take your relationship for granted and just assume some is going to always be there no matter what. Even if you decide to screw it all up by making one decision on one night or one weekend, it's a valuable learning lesson really.
1: For sure. And I think that like, the moment that he finally decides to come clean, for me, was like a a powerful moment in the sense of like, okay, I'm opening the channel of communication. And we've talked about it over and over. Communication is key with every aspect of life, especially relationships, is keeping that channel of communication open and, and being able to talk. And so obviously, it's after the fact of his well yeah well after the fact, and if the doors of communication are left open, i think then that, that's just a, a more of a safeguard if you will from outside sources right you're, you know coming in
0: well yeah forces, i mean it's, so. I, those lines of communication have been shut down for a while because yeah. he obviously let it get so far i mean he didn't come clean with anything until well after the fact yeah. after all kinds of stuff had already been happening you know yeah. with his car and uh you know her showing up at work and the phone calls late at night and all that stuff it's easy to say you know when you're stuck in the moment the last thing you want to do is get caught that's right sure. it always, you, you know. Yeah. You you know you screwed up. You know you, you messed something up. And yeah. the last thing you want to do is get caught and then have to deal with the ramifications of it. So most people just think, well, if I ignore it, it'll go away. Well, this one wasn't going away. Right. <laughs> but it brings up an interesting point. He did come clean and open up the line of communication. But he was pushed to that point. Right. After right. The, the bunny got boiled. Yeah. So would he have if she hadn't done that? Yeah. Would he have still tried to keep it quiet and try to keep dealing with it on the side? I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting thing. If you're not confronted with it and you've already made your mind up, I'm going to ignore it. Yeah. You know, what would it take just for even not, not even just in this movie for the common guy on the street. What does it take to push you to the point where you're finally like, okay, I need to get this off my chest. Is it outside influence or is it just internal guilt? I don't know. In this instance, he was able to take the guilt for a while. It took his freaking bunny being boiled. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's it. Right. That's the I'm moving straw. to the country for <laughs> peace and
1: quiet, and now you're attacking my kid's pet. Oh, man. Well you got any other notes over there? Well I put down
0: water with a question mark.
1: Well um, yeah. I'm <laughs> glad you did because yeah. I
0: mean all right, so obviously this movie is about infidelity yep. and the ramifications of infidelity. The alright, the sex scene that right off the jump, right in the beginning when they the affair starts happening. What is the deal with the water? Yeah. It's so, like she's reaching for water and rubbing so it on her face, yeah. rubbing it on his head, rubbing it on her breast, and you know, yeah. and ripping her shirt off, and all of a sudden it's like she keeps going back to the water. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is she dehydrated? I mean, is it? I is it a hot day? I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. I mean, because I've so not not to let anybody in on my personal, life, but. I've never made love with, you know, just, uh, can I have a gallon of water next to the bed, please, just in case I need to slap you across the face with it well, or something? your name's I mean. not Brad Pitt. I mean, know. Well, you know.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Somebody get Tony Scott in here. <laughs> that particular scene. Okay. The director basically was pulling from his past experiences, I guess. <laughs> Let me finish. Here you go. Here we go. <laughs> Basically in the sense that they didn't want to have just a normal type sex scene in a bedroom. And so it was pulling from past rendezvous this director had when he was younger or whatever. And, okay. And okay. so. All
0: right. Yeah. Let me get this straight. <laughs> this director decided to take advantage of a spot in the film to showcase some of the weird <laughs> crap that he's done in his sexual trysts in the past. Uh, just having
1: sex on the on the sink. That was the the gist of it. So. The water yeah. was Glenn Close's idea. Okay, I guess it was just in the moment, and she felt like I don't know what the thing was, but that. But then Michael Douglas' his idea was the whole tripping over his pants and
0: stuff like that. Well, I can understand that, because right? He's like so they were trying. I think they were off. trying
1: to add an element of not humor, but like to kind of break up to where it wasn't super uncomfortable. I mean, it was obviously it would be uncomfortable for some viewers. I don't know. I guess to kind of break up some of that, maybe. So I don't know fully why the decision to do water, but what I found interesting though. It's They kept referencing to, to... It seemed like there was a lot of scenes of just water. So like with the kettle, with the boiling pot... With rain, the, you know, the rain. Yeah, the rain. The tub at the end. Yeah, so it's like... I don't know. Was there some subliminal message there? I think there
0: is some continuity with that. That was a conscious decision by the director, in my opinion, to bring light to that. What it means, I have no clue. There's nothing symbolic about it. It's it's, it's freaking water. It's water. To pull from my church card for a second. Are you going to try and tell me the whole it's a balance between the infidelity, which is dirty, and then the water is pure? No, I'm just going to say that... (laughs)
1: Typically, water is usually a reference to some type of cleansing or something like that. Right. What the hell that has to do with this film, I don't get.
0: If that was holy water, they burst into flames. <laughs> no,
1: I don't think—I'm not <laughs> saying it was holy water. I'm just saying, like, I, the I know the, the, the I spiritual sex, significance gonna, uh, of water a lot of times it has to do with cleansing. I think the next time
0: I have sex, I'm going to have a water balloon fight. You should. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, you should. That's how I'm going to introduce water into my sex life. You should do that. So, straight up water balloon fight. Yeah. Maybe some super soakers. to the face. Maybe like a slip and slide out in the yard. <laughs> It's water. It is. No, it is. It's
1: it's almost like there was an intentional focus on it. I don't don't want to spend like 20 minutes talking about water, but...
0: It's an interesting point in the film that just made no sense. Like why it was emphasized. I don't understand why it was emphasized so much. Yeah. Maybe someone out there knows. And you can write into the show. That would be good. That would be good. Maybe Jess has some insight into that. She's a movie buff. She (laughs) might know. Uh, I made a note. Glenn Close's Crazy Eyes. Yeah terrifying yeah sometimes just some of the looks she had on her face yeah like at sometimes she had like this kind of like stoic kind of just lost kind of look on her face but then you would see the switch and there was like this burning inferno behind her eyes it was like she was shooting daggers through you with her eyes yeah terrifying
1: i agree like she
0: brings whole new meaning to the adage uh, hell hath no fury than a woman scorned
1: no i i agree like what there was moments i was like oh don't look at me you know? <laughs> so at the time when they the, when she was doing research for this film, yeah. she took the script to two psychiatrists because she really wanted to make sure she was like portraying this character the best she could. They kind of, you know, talked her through like basically this behavior it, to us would be some sort of abuse probably from a father or something like that okay. that triggered these particular attachments that okay. she has. And I guess it's called a and I'm going to totally ruin it because it's French. De Clarenbol syndrome. I don't know. It's a thing. kind of the yeah I guess it's a thing
0: so it has something to do with her father some fractured past maybe something then,
1: before that yeah
0: maybe, maybe some s- sort of abuse some abuse that maybe he inflicted but then he passed from a heart attack and she didn't have that resolution right so and she's so was looking for of, somebody to attach to yeah to kind of anchor her and give her the stability that she her emotional fractured psyche that she needed yeah yeah makes sense so, I mean it makes total
1: sense let's talk about the ending of the film
0: alright what do you think yeah and, well, I mean, aside from the fact that apparently Michael Douglas doesn't know how to lock a door. Right. I mean, you only uh, had issues. <laughs> she only got in your house and boiled your freaking bunny, but yet you don't know how to lock a door? Right, yeah.
1: Okay. They're in the country, but still, uh, she knows no. where you live. <laughs> yeah,
0: she's, All right, look. She's already tracked you down. She's got your number. She boiled your bunny. She took your kid out of school. Yet you don't know how to lock a door. Right. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But anyway, aside from that, that whole scene, the way it played out you know, with the mirror, her cleaning it off and stuff, I actually thought that when she she had the mirror that was a normal mirror on one side and it's like a concave mirror on the other side where she Mm -hmm. can look real close to her face, I actually thought she was going to flip that back and then she was going to be in that, but it it was in the steam in the the mirror, which actually played into the suspense because I was expecting her to be in that. Right. It actually played out real nice. So
1: Glenn Close hated the ending. Why? Because she felt like with this particular condition that her character would not have gone to the psychotic level. They had a completely different ending.
0: What was that?
1: Basically, from where Michael Douglas touched the knife, she more or less killed herself with that knife knowing his prince would have been on it. They had that as the ending With her listening to Madam Butterfly And killing herself with the knife That Michael Douglas had touched More or less And So, so he gets framed for it Right, and then, basically and, then. and so I guess all the screenings The pre-screenings that they showed People were like, killer! Their reaction, they hated the original ending So six, I think six to eight months later They decided to go back and refilm The actual ending that we see The ironic thing about all that Glenn Close found out not long after that that she was pregnant and so she I think really carried a lot of regret because she didn't know she was pregnant Right. but going through that
0: I think it's funny that you mention that and you bring up the original ending because that sounds like a better ending I actually like that
1: the original ending yeah yeah.
0: because it makes sense because they were so deliberate with the shot showing him place the knife real slowly back yeah. onto the counter yeah. he obviously had his fingerprints on it and there's that slow shot of him backing away and she's got that look on her face that makes total sense
1: and so Glenn close really Really had an issue with it. So much so that she had went back to somebody she would worked with on The Big Chill. But basically they said, you just need to suck it up. Oh, really? If that's what they want to do. You just need to do it. And so I think Glenn Close kind of came to this point of like realizing that it was better for the film. And Michael Douglas had kind of argued that point as well but from a film standpoint or a movie goer standpoint
0: maybe from a box office standpoint from a movie standpoint and a storytelling standpoint it makes perfect sense because the the whole premise of the film is him having to deal with the consequences of his actions and right. his choices the film is dark yeah why not take it all the way so she kills herself with the knife it's poetic, listening to Madam Butterfly, because that's the connection that they, they made. And, yeah. and he basically shunned her when yep. she tried to continue that connection. So now she's dead. He gets framed, and he has to explain everything. Everything comes to light and all that stuff, which, I mean, at that point, I think he would already told his wife. Because yeah, he went back. Right. You know, yeah. From a storytelling standpoint, that ending would have been just perfect.
1: Yeah. I guess all the screenings and stuff, like, everybody was in an uproar because they wanted to see her die. <laughs>
0: so... I'd love to see, like, an alternate ending. I wish they had. I, I wonder if they had that, like, on, like, Maybe a special Maybe, like, a director's. Yeah, that'd be great to see, just to see how it plays I'm out. I'm sure
1: they do, because, I mean, it's been out for, what, over 30 years now, yeah. so. That'd be
0: awesome to see, actually. Damn. Damn yeah. it. Yeah. Man, Glenn Close was right. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that 100%. That should have been the ending. I mean, so I, I like the ending that they had, because it was suspenseful. It was a build-up. It was, you know, had a little It was
1: kind of a finality yeah. with it.
0: But, yeah, I think that ending would have been a lot better it would alter the final shot, which you see Michael Douglas and Ann Archer hugging there. And then it zooms in on their family portrait right there. Yeah. If he were to be arrested and he goes to jail, you show that final shot, maybe him being arrested and taken away. And she's just standing there watching him being taken away. And then it zooms in on that shot. So that shot of the picture frame of the family photo yeah. has a much different meaning. Right. The only other, a couple notes that I had on the movie, I wrote <laughs> worst mixtape ever. Um, <laughs> Uh, right, <laughs> The cassette that she made for him that he's listening to I'd like to do an overdub of him just like listening to like right. work right. And like the Bengals yeah. While he's driving back from the city I think it'd be kind of funny to do I also made a note Why is the first thing a guy always says after he has an affair And he comes forward with it is I never wanted to hurt you Right <laughs> <laughs> So damn cliche Yeah yeah, you did, in a way, because why did you do it? You did it to fill something that wasn't there before because you've made it up in your head that there wasn't something there. So you chose to do it, and in a way, in that moment, it's a big F you to whoever you're involved with. Right. So, yeah, you meant to hurt them to some degree. Yeah. You didn't mean to hurt them when you got caught. That's essentially what it is. Yeah, and I
1: mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like it, at that point of actually having the physical affair, like you've already gone down that path. That hurting started months and months, maybe years before. Exactly. Mentally, you're giving yourself away to not investing in your relationship. Exactly. So. Well, cool, man. I don't have any other really questions for you. Okay. So, uh, what's your ranking, man? You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle Did the handle truth. It? Hopefully.
0: <laughs> Hopefully. I don't even know what
1: I would rank it, so I'm, I'm excited to hear what you...
0: <laughs> what would you rank it, by the way? You know, we usually ask my
1: ranking. Just real quick, what 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 would you rank it? It's one of those films I don't think I would have to watch again. Right. There's a lot of the film that I think will be stuck with me. The rewatchability standpoint, it's not one I would need to go buy and put on my shelf. I think overall, as a film, I would give it a four. I don't know if somebody may say that's generous or not. I don't know. But, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> but anyway, what is your ranking?
0: Um... I feel like the dynamic between Michael Douglas and Glenn Close was really good on screen. It was crazy for me to see how quickly it almost seemed like he went from just a tryst to like a relationship almost yeah. in a way over yeah. the course of this weekend with this girl that he just met. It just seems like that level of comfort in my opinion is something that would have had to have evolved over more than just a couple days, sure. You know what I mean. Yeah. So I don't know if that aspect was believable. Maybe for some, you know, people that have gone through it, it has happened that quick or whatever. No. And maybe it's just something so new that you just attached to it so quickly. Yeah. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know how high the rewatchability is for me. Probably really low. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's one of those. Once you've seen it, you're good with just the one. I'm just gonna go ahead. What's your name, I'm give it dude? A three. Okay. Back to the Future Part Three treatment. Right. Kind of middle of the road for me. Uh, what an outstanding move movie uh, wasn't a terrible movie it was, it was it was okay it was pretty decent yeah. uh, good suspense you know built up pretty well but I think the fact that there isn't a high rewatchability, and then plus the fact that you told me about the different ending right the wishy-washiness on what the ending should be yeah uh, that kind of detracted a little bit for me I would say that this film it's a must watch at least once I would say that. I agree. But from a rewatchability standpoint and how some of the stuff's not really believable, I would just keep it at a three. I don't think it ranks really high up on the important scale. Yeah. So okay. That's what I would go with on that. Right. So normally, at this point, after breaking down the movie and giving my ranking, I would give... Other movie suggestions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which but, we've uh, kind of been talking about that. We've been talking about it a little bit. We've actually got some suggestions, and plus the fact <laughs> I've been going back and re-listening to the to the archives just to take notes. Like I said earlier, yeah. Get some new show ideas and stuff. What we could do better. What we can, you know need to improve on. Stuff like that. What yeah. we can leave out. Uh, one thing I noticed. I've revealed a ton of movies that I've seen, and the idea of this show is to watch movies that I've never seen that right. I should have already seen. Right. So. Part of that is the suspense of whether or not I've seen a movie or not. Right. I'm always saying that the list is ever expanding. Right. But the list of movies that I've revealed also is expanding. Right. So I need to kind of cut down on that a little bit. Sure. So uh, from here on out, what we're going to do is we're going to have a little compromise. If I give a movie a four or five, those are pretty solid movies. Right. You don't need other suggestions. You don't need other comparable films to go with it. So we're going to leave those alone. But if it's a film that's kind of on the fringe or just outright – Friday the 13th? <laughs> 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 yeah. Movies on the fringe or movies that are just an absolute, you know, firework warehouse explosion. Right. We're going to give some movie suggestions for those. So anything that's a three or less, yeah. I'm going to give other film suggestions. The only film that really comes to mind that I'm going to suggest for this one in place of it, and it's not really like an apples to apples comparison kind of thing. Yeah. You know, usually I would give a film that's like in the same kind of genre, but maybe a little bit better or something. Yeah. This one is an outright parody film. Oh, okay. 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 (laughs) And it's a movie called Fatal Instinct. Fatal Instinct. Fatal Attraction, Basic Instinct. Gotcha. It is a parody film. It stars Armand Desante and Sherilyn Finn. He plays Ned Ravine, a cop by night and a lawyer by day. So the people that he arrests, he defends them in court. (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And so... I've seen it so many times, and there's so many references to Fatal Attraction, but I never saw Fatal Attraction. So right. a lot of stuff I didn't get. So now, after watching Fatal Attraction, I'm like, "Holy that crap!
1: <laughs> is a whole other level funny." And huh? this
0: movie is—it falls in the vein of like your typical parody films. Naked Gun comes to mind. Yep. You know that style of movie where it's just an outright farce. They're making right. fun of everything. Right. That's what this movie is, yeah. and it is hilarious. Especially if you've seen Fatal Attraction, which I've now seen. You combine those elements; I mean, it makes for an entertaining film to watch because it's just it's out there, man. If you like movies that are like that, yeah, you're gonna love this one because yeah. it is hilarious. Interesting. I honestly did
1: not think you were gonna go that route. Oh yeah, with your recommendation, I thought you were gonna say something like What Lies Beneath. I don't know. To me, there's a lot of elements to this right. film that reminded me of what lies beneath so you would recommend Fatal Instinct Fatal Instinct Instinct. it's just
0: if you want a good chuckle if you've seen Fatal Attraction and you want a really good chuckle watch Fatal Instinct it is hilarious so I hear you go both ways only once
1: it was a fraternity prank I never saw him again no I mean you're a cop and a lawyer
0: Let us come out there on the streets. They all deserve a fair and costly trial. I have to let you borrow an eye on it. Okay, I have to.
1: become another homework
0: assignment? Yeah, about that. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) So we got the movie suggestion out of the way. We're getting towards the end of the show here. Going to uh, give new categories for Mister Jim Miller. All righty. But before we do that, I have a little something that I want to do for Jim.
1: Will you marry me? a
0: sense of no. Wow. Well, I'm going to bust wow. out a little game for Jim. Just a real quick game. It's called "Mary or Murder.
1: Oh, I thought you were just referencing my story earlier. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it did isn't that bad. I mean, it was bad. It was bad, but it wasn't that bad. There's no, no chainsaw involved. This is a, just a
0: quick little game. We don't have to spend too much time on it. I just okay. thought it'd be funny. Right. In honor of Valentine's Day. Sure. And in honor of the film we just watched, uh, <laughs> "Mary or Murder. Okay. okay. So obviously yeah. from the film category, when it ends... There was an overtone there. Yeah. I mean, obviously one of the movie selections was a perfect murder, so right. you can kind of sense where that goes. Yeah. So marry or murder. Oh, And basically okay. what it is, I'm going to give you two choices. Okay. And you have to, which one would you marry and oh, which no. one would you murder? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is horrible. Let me clarify on this. These selections right here, some are just random. A lot of them are movie-based, and a lot of them tie into past episodes. Okay. Are you ready? No. Oh, God. This is going to be fun. Okay. Oh, Come on, take a deep breath. You ready? Yeah. Okay, here we go. All right, your first one. Ivanka Trump or Chelsea Clinton?
1: You're going to go political, huh? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just going to go off a base chauvinist level. Okay. And say, Mary Ivanka, murder Chelsea. That's totally rude, yeah. and I'm sorry, ladies, but yeah.
0: All right, next up, Betty White or Meryl Streep? <laughs> That's a tough one. Not <laughs>
1: I would have to say Mary Meryl Streep, murder baby
0: wash. She's near death anyway. Right? Thelma or Louise? I have to choose? Yeah.
1: I would just marry both. It would go Murder everyone else <laughs> go on a murder screen. No, we'll just We'll just all die together in that big blue. Oh, You're gonna t- t- <laughs> <off laughs> you
0: all Cliff get Dive, off. yeah. I like it. It's compromise. Yeah. And yeah. that's what any healthy relationship comes out right. Compromise <laughs> Compromising <laughs> communication. From wedding crashers, Gloria or Claire. Gloria is the crazy one going after Vince Vaughn and Claire is the one Owen Wilson is trying to win the affection of. Oh. Yeah, so Isla Fisher or Rachel McAdams?
1: That's not fair. From
0: Wedding Crashers, those those characters specifically. Think you gotta think like oh, joy and Mounds. Sometimes, right, right? Sometimes you feel like a nut. Sometimes you, you don't. You don't right?
1: <laughs> That's kind of.
0: <laughs> this is really telling
1: of my uh, the inner workings of my man brain. I would say Mary
0: Claire murder Gloria. Okay, we'll go with that. Alright, you're gonna love this next one. Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, or Kate Hudson in My Best Friend's Girl. Yes, <laughs> you can't murder and marry both of them at the same time. Uh, I,
1: I mean, I really like How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. I like her character in that. Okay, like, so that's. I think honestly, my celebrity crush. Yeah,
0: that's when that happened. Was that so you marry so. that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, stands with fist, <laughs> or Lily von Stupp from Blazing Saddles. What? <laughs> Oh, man,
1: dude, I feel like you're baiting me right now. It's awesome. Right? It's awesome. I love throwing you on the oh, spot like this. I don't, Voorhees. I don't, I don't. We'll marry Stands with Fist,
0: murder Lily Von Stewart. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're going with. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. so. Okay, uh, Jason Voorhees or Leatherface? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, obviously, I would marry Leatherface. <laughs> <laughs> you can't murder Jason Voorhees. We've determined that. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> Although a lot of our fans are really upset about that, I'm well, waiting. Get over it, because yeah. I
0: think we broke that down perfectly.
1: We did. Perfectly.
0: Cindy from Commando or Stacy from American History X? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: a weird combo. I would marry Stacy. You marry? No, Stacy? I would marry Cindy. You marry Cindy? Murder, Murder Stacy? Yeah,
0: yeah, because you know, Cindy, she goes oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, the whole time. <laughs> <coughs> the whole time she's talking, she's
1: like, okay. <laughs> oh, anyway,
0: man, you're ridiculous. I am, I am. Kylie, if you're listening, I love you deeply, <laughs> badly, truly. You'll like this one. Uh, Maron McClana or Princess Isabella from Braveheart? So, William Wallace's wife or the princess later on? Mm, yeah. I'd go with the wife. Go with the wife? Yeah. I'd marry go. her? Yeah. No. I mean, she was already murdered once. I mean, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, her. definitely, yeah. 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 Definitely her. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Efron or Hugh
1: Jackman? Hmm. S- sorry, Brian. That would have to murder Zach Efron. Oh terrible. Whatever. Over singing over Rain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, your last one. I'll I'll end it right here. Your last one. You ready? Tom Cruise and Top Gun or Tom Cruise and Rain Man? <laughs> Well, top Gun, duh. Marry him, murder oh, yeah.
1: Him.
0: <laughs> yeah, The guy Rayman's a douche. <laughs> so in honor of Valentine's Day you just passed, that was Marry or Murder. I hope you enjoyed <laughs> The Jim it. Miller the, edition. The Jim Miller edition. <laughs> wow. Maybe next year he can get payback on me. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> okay. I hate it when you flip the script. Oh, I hate it. You love it. You know you do. So that was fun. All right, let's move on. Let's get back on.
1: You know, after listening to that again, um, (laughs) some people might think I'm into polygamy.
0: Let me reiterate. Or murder. (laughs) Let
1: me reiterate. Yeah, Kylie, I love you.
0: (laughs) She don't listen. She'll never hear this. Oh, man, that was so much fun doing that, uh, throwing that on there, because I I, th- I threw you for a loop because you weren't expecting. You didn't know it was happening. Yeah. And you always get nervous whenever I do things like I, that. I
1: do. I still get nervous.
0: I know. <laughs> you guys that tuned in to the Christmas special got to hear some of that as well. Do what pod.com slash specials. Go back and listen to the this most recent Christmas special. And like every little segment, Jim's like, what the hell is going on? What is going on? Why is this (laughs) happening right now? Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So we want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this re-release from our archive. Like I said, we're going to be re-releasing the whole entire run this year. 2023 is going to be a lot of fun of us just re-releasing our past shenanigans, and you'll get some production notes along the way, some inside stuff, some behind-the-scenes stuff, funny little anecdotes. If we have any kind of cool stories behind the scenes, we're going to share those along the way and uh, hope to have some fun with that. The next episode that you guys are going to hear on this feed is gonna, actually we're going to follow it up with episode 30. You guys just heard episode 29, Discreet, the unofficial <laughs> Valentine's <laughs> Day special. But episode 30 just happened to fall in the month of February, obviously, with Valentine's Day being in the month of February as well. So we decided we wanted to do something for Black History Month because Black History Month is in the month of February. And I mean, my God. There are so many talented black artists in Hollywood, and you know, obviously we're fans of a lot of them. And so we wanted to do something for Black History Month. And so I gave Jim the Black History Month category, so to speak, and we broke it down with three powerhouses. <laughs> I mean, we really did. The options that Jim had going into that episode was Denzel Washington, Whoopi Goldberg, and Morgan Freeman. Now, you guys tune in to the next episode to figure out who it was but it's going to give it away when you see the episode because episode 30 is titled Denzel so you know who it is Jim loves him some Denzel I love me some Denzel who who doesn't who doesn't love Denzel Washington dude is a freaking giant he's awesome we love him so you have that to look forward to on the next release so we have a lot of fun with that one thing we wanted to touch on while we're doing a lot of these re-releases and we're cutting new intros and outros for them is if you actually go back and listen in the archive there's a lot of mention of Homer's radio Homer's Look at that. There we go. Jim didn't forget. Almost. Almost. (laughs) almost. (laughs) Mm. Homer's Radio used to be the network that we were on back in the day when we did our original run. And Homer's Radio is no more. And so we don't have any uh, affiliation with Homer's Radio anymore. We don't have our old email addresses. We have all new stuff, man. All new stuff. And so there's a lot of mention in our outros and sometimes in some of our intros back in the archive of Homer's radio, of our old email. And so we have to kind of clean all that up. That's one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing with these re-releases. Right. And so, you know, going back and cleaning all that up, you know, just wanted to give you guys a heads up as to why we're doing that. So if you were to go back and listen in the archive, you probably hear some of those mentions. Just disregard all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that anymore. So... With that being said, we're going to go ahead and hop out of here. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to the show. You guys can check out everything that is Do What Related at DoWhatPod.com. You can follow us on all the social media stuff, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for at Do What Pod or Do What Podcast. It's really easy to find us. Check out the show notes. We're going to have all kinds of notes. Uh, and and links in all of our show notes. we got Amazon links in there, so you can go and do your shopping at Amazon, and it just shows them that you got to Amazon through us, and maybe we can get a little bit of kickback. It's one way to support the show, and you guys can actually support the show in very many different ways. We actually have a a button on our website for you to support. You can just share the show, tell your friends about it. You can shop on there. You can purchase stuff in our merch store. Andrew Shaw, the man, the myth, the legend, bought a T-shirt, and he looks great in it. He so does. why yeah. don't you guys buy a shirt? That way you can look great as well. And we got coffee mugs and hats That's and all right. kinds of
1: fun stuff. You can even, if you wanted to, become a producer of the show. There's an opportunity for you to donate. Yes, do that. So yeah, there's like five different ways. Uh, if you go to uh, slash support right, uh, to give you a whole list of ways that you can support the show. Right. You had forgotten to mention another social media uh, channel. Actually, we're on two others. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're on YouTube and on Pinterest.
0: Ooh, Pinterest. That's a new one. (laughs) That is a new one. I keep forgetting
1: about that one. Yeah. And YouTube is something we're hoping to kind of load up the channel a little more this year. Right. uh, And and begin to add a few more things to that. Yeah.
0: One of our new creative endeavors we're going to try and dive into. And we're going to become YouTube famous, Jim. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know either. YouTube infamous. (laughs) I don't know. I (laughs) guarantee you that for sure. Uh, We talked about notes for the show On each episode, we're going to have links on there for the daddies. Uh, We're probably not going to have use of their song this year to open our show, and that's okay, but we're still going to show them some love. Because, I mean, they were there, I mean, really since the beginning, and they've shown us nothing but love, and so we're going to show them nothing but love back for sure. We're also going to have links probably in the show notes for this episode to a, a little guy you may have heard of named Dane Cook. We love Dane Cook. Uncle
1: Dane. Uncle
0: Dane. He's going to have a link on here to his stuff. And the reason why is because if you go back and listen to this episode in the archive, there's a little Easter egg about Mr. Dane Cook on that episode. So go back and check that out. Check out some other stuff on the website, dowhatpod.com. We have blogs. We have our history. We have our story. We have pictures. We have videos. We have all kinds of fun stuff on there. Go check it all out. With that being said, Jim. I think it's time for us to hop on out of here. We're going to go ahead and roll on out. This has been a lot of fun. We can't wait to see you guys on the next re-release from the archive. Episode 30, Denzel. So we'll see you guys on the next re-release. Bye, guys.